God, he had such a red face, didn't he? I believe he was a drinker, was he not? I believe he was a drinker and also, I guess, what what would you call that? A staker? He liked his steak, didn't he? Very high blood pressure there. Uh, there was something off about him, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A- and, and I remember saying, what do you think it is? Uh, maybe you wouldn't trust him in a crisis. Maybe, you know, he's the sort of guy who there's a fire. That's his opportunity to rape your sister or murder your cats or fulfill some sort of dark fantasy that he's never said anything about. But he's always been waiting for the opportunity to enact and you said, no, I think it's like he wears a cock ring all the time or something. <laughs> Welcome to the George Rockelschmidt Show. Hello, Damien. Hello, George. Hello, Damien. Like, he really kind of underestimated the size of his cock, so once he got it on, it was never coming off. He's like, albeit, you know, his face is very, very red because of the sheer pain, but it's nothing compared to the state of what's left of his penis, which is now. So, you mean, he, was, he looked at this tiny oh. cock ring and he was like... I have a tiny cock, and then he put it on, and it was just like immediate pain, and he just win wins to himself. <laughs> no, 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 I've no, never no, been so he, unhappy he, to be so no. wrong. I kind of thought he could look at it. It's like, oh, I've got an average dong, what have you, but I'm going to get the most out of this. I understand, like, the science of cock rings, so if I go smaller, it will trap more blood in, and I'll have even more of a rock-hard erection. And then, you know, he sealed his fate with that very poor decision-making When, when right you're there. considering the science of cock rings, you've got to think on the quantum plane. It's not good enough to just just think in everyday physics. You've got to think on the quantum plane about not just not just the shape, not just the elasticity, but what's what's happening in the void. That's the most important part in quantum science, right? The the empty bits. That's it's the same with cock rings. You've got to think about the empty bits. No, think, but you know, but Doctor Phil Doctor Phil Hammond advised us once that with a cock ring, you've always got to make sure you get one with handles to get it off. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe he's just got a big, tight... It's, it's got to be dangerous to do a cock ring, hasn't it? To do a cock... Do, a co- do you want to do a cock ring with me? The the, uh, the perturbed look in, in Carl's uh, eyes was that, he, you know, he remembered a little kind of factoid he heard about how fathers... Uh, fathers? Farmers used to castrate horses back in the ye olden days. What they would do is they just tie a belt as tight as they could around a, you know, a horse's nutsack and just wait for you know, the lack of blood flow just kind of rot them off. I thought they still do that. Do they still do that? I know. I imagine now they, they do they, it with lasers, man. They do, they do it with goats. We, this is they the fucking future. Goats, but they do it with lasers. What like, like it's like Geordie from Star Wars. <laughs> And he pulls <laughs> off his visors and beams the balls off. Yeah, that's a very inexact, inexact science. I mean, you know, granted there is a level of e- efficacy there, but once you've also, like, cauterized the horse's arsehole shut as well, you're going to encounter other problems. You might have done well to just leave them be. However you do it, though, if you do it with lasers or whatever, um, what you would have to do is is do it so fast, it would it would be the same effect as whipping a linen tablecloth off a, a table that's been made up with all the all the cutlery and everything you you oh, have course, it's, no, all, it's that, all about yeah, speed yeah. right it's all about you can't do that slowly you have to do it quickly so maybe you could just use you know an everyday scimitar or a pirate cutlass as long as you did it quickly yeah as long as you got the clearance as well i mean never forget to kind of duct tape the horse's cock to its belly because if you don't you're gonna that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big mess yeah, I mean, which way? Which way are you going? Are you going back to front or front to back? I guess you'd have to like perch underneath the horse's belly, facing 
kind of out through the legs, Couldn't out you... through the back legs. I think if you approach it from behind, you're probably just going to sever a few tendons as well and kind of, well, you'd render this horse lame. Couldn't you put like two big um, blow-up airbags on either side of the horse, blow up the airbag so the horse is like trapped but not uncomfortable, and then turn the horse upside down so the horse's legs are in the air and do it that way? Okay, so what, like straddle the horse on its <laughs> yeah. upturned belly? Yeah, and then just then you know just from the you know from the back of your collar you produce a cutthroat razor. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you if we're going to dial down to a razor, but in terms of like a scimitar, I don't think you've got enough. You know, I think swiftness will be the key, but I don't think you've got enough clearance um, to kind of really achieve that swiftness with the lack of space that you'll have. Be- because of the leg, that would only work because with a of horse the legs. That doesn't yeah, have yeah, legs. Yeah. Of if you have a horse that doesn't have legs, maybe that's how you should consider castrating it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that, that that's a given at this point. Maybe you could just talk them off. <laughs> you just like negotiate with the horse. Listen, <laughs> no, no, no. Negotiate to the with the horse. You know, you don't don't look at it in the eye at all. You, I mean, you're you're square against the ball, trying to talk them off as if that <laughs> as if they're their own kind of like sentient thing and and, they can and be reasoned quite deaf with as well. <laughs> no, but what you do is you just take a pencil and kind of like jam a little hole in the side so the sound can get in, right? Maybe that's yeah, maybe exactly. Maybe that's the way to do it. You've got your horse; it's upside down, and then you just like, well, I'll just drain the balls. I imagine because the balls are full of piss, right? That's all you're doing. Oh. All you get rid of is the piss. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, not in the testicles, of course, but the, the scrotum itself. I mean, that's where piss is naturally stored <laughs> before it, you know, is I mean, is bled out of the penis. You know, I bet most people don't know this, but um, so, you, you know, a woman's breasts are obviously, you know, fat mainly and, and muscle. And obviously, most people think milk. But no, actually, the milk is, is f- much further deeper in the body. And it comes from the stomach, doesn't it? Well, what happens is, is <laughs> when, the, when the lady gets pregnant, she does produce milk. But as you say, you know, it, it's, it's in the stomach region, which presses on her bladder. So the tits become full of piss. The baby, <laughs> the baby still gets milk because of the tube, you know, the tubes inside and all of that. But well, the, the science behind it is because you know piss is naturally sterile, so that's what makes sure the, the the milk itself is safe for consumption by you know the infant child, which will have a yeah, you know if, a severely if, deficient immune system at this point. Where... Exactly, exactly right. If the woman's tits weren't full of piss. Then she'd have to boil that milk when it came out of her. <laughs> she'd have to boil her own tits. <laughs> she'd have to boil her tits. She'd have to sunbed herself before feeding. <sighs> <laughs> Welcome to Biology with George and Damien. <laughs> the prize I would want for winning the Generation Game, if I could have any prize at all. Just 12 hours in God's laboratory tweaking mankind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, I, you know, the, my prize would be to like give a series of lectures at my old school and really send a generation off the fucking rails. Yes, I would love to do that. Yeah, but it's not just a series of lectures, but the things that you talk about, I have to, you know, will be tested, and you know, a lot of whatever the uh, qualification is now. I'm, 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 is it still GCSEs? Exams. Um, they're still just exams. I still, you know, still hinge on whatever nonsense it is that you, in fact, talk. 
And it's not a question of um, like recite, you know, uh, reciting these things verbatim on a, an exam paper. No, they have to answer questions as though the things that you talk about are in fact carved in fucking stone. Fact. Well, okay, there's two things here. The first is the whole thing about me going back to my old school to give a series of lectures makes it sound like I would go in a tweed jacket with leather patches on the elbows, smoking a pipe, talking about all of the fucking archaeology I'd been doing in the Pakistan. you know i'm back from the new world yeah exactly you know saying things like uh, we now believe that the 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 skull of the macedons was was actually not that different to our own and all of that and the macedons are like a a group of people who are still alive and that you know they've been there fucking building my house like you what (laughs) (laughs) oh you believe our skulls aren't that different to yours great because fortuitously they've kind of followed you into uh, into school because you refused to pay them and they were going to lynch you. But also, changing the subject, your mention of GCSEs or whatever, fucking hell, do you remember going through GCSEs with, with such a kind of, um, well, such a, a feeling of pertinence behind them? I mean, God, the idea that anything like that would matter... Now. Yes, yeah, yeah. The I, was kind of, I was wondering what you were going for, but yeah, at the time, because, you know, I guess it's one of those things when you're that young as well, like the two-year period where you, you're essentially like studying up until these exams feels kind of monumental. So now, it, like in, a two-year period is like nothing these days. But Yeah, right. In, in, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, because we've got a lot of listeners who uh, aren't familiar with our quaint ways... You know, where it's kind of like, oh, uh, and how did you you do? Did you get an A, B, or C? Oh, no, this is England. I got a 12th on the farthing and a down. Oh, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> it is good, but it's not as good as a sunrise. All right, then. Get away, get away from me, you <laughs> English person. You fucking hobbit. Um, but it, it, in England, uh, everyone has to stay in school until they're 16. Is that right? Is that still right? Or have we changed it to I it? think it's 18 now. I think it's 18. Really? Okay, so when we went to school, everyone had to stay uh, until you were 16. Then you would do um, 11 exams or a series of 11 different exams for 11 subjects that would cover maths, English, a foreign language, physics, biology, history, that sort of thing. And then if you wanted to, you could stay on school for another two years. You just study four things. And then those one of those four things is what you would either go to college with or maybe go into after you finish school, right? Mm-hmm. But it used to be everyone had to stay until you were 16 and then you would do these exams and these exams would determine the rest of your life. I'm sure this is the same for every country that have different processes for examining kids, but really it's all the same. It doesn't fucking matter once you've been in the, been in the workplace for five years now. Or maybe oh, yeah, it, not at all. Maybe I, it I don't feel like... Yeah. It, I mean, you know... If you want to be a doctor or something, then just... If you're really good at your GCSEs, you're really buckled down, you, you know, your head's in the right place. As soon as you, you know, you clock over 16, you are, you can potentially be qualified as a doctor. That's how as it works. Do- yeah. Anything less than that, then get ready for your life of shelf stacking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about promise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a shelf stacker. This is Britain! I don't know. I just kind of remember a lot of the, 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 the I, would, I would say lesson plans, but even the syllabus, they're all kind of, they were so flimsy in hindsight. I mean, one of yeah. the... And my kind of favourites was in biology. I think we had this coursework project, which accounted for our final grade, but it was supposed to teach us, I think, like about the scientific method when it comes to experimentation. And the experiment that we were asked to kind of posit was um, 
uh, I can't. I actually don't know what the brief was, but what it what it culminated as was maggot racing, <laughs> and what you could do to kind of impede or you know to, to either hinder or benefit the maggot. We'd have to like devise a a rudimentary kind of like race course and then like a, a series of fucking variables that would kind of determine that which is kind of you know you can kind of see where they're going there but they must understand that once you get like a group of 15 16 year olds doing such shit like that those maggots are getting eaten yeah 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 that, that was complete fucking chaos absolute fucking chaos and yeah that's not like hyperbole at all like there were a couple of people in our group that just like yeah ate yeah. the maggots for fucking attention yeah you and me <laughs> no, I, w I w as usual, I wasn't there. I didn't go to school. Uh luckily. Um oh, I mean like I seem to remember like one of one of the things like how we could slow them down was like oh yeah, if we we put them in the fridge, you know. <laughs> cold temperatures will naturally will like kind of like fuck them up a little bit and they just won't be able to do so some F people like put them in like iced water and it's like ice this, water. Make these them maggots are dead <laughs> make them what run what did you fucking expect <laughs> make if you can't understand that from the fucking offset then why on earth are you turning up at fucking school you, I mean you've already kind of sealed your fucking fate as a meat packer now move on <laughs> make them race on uh, like sandpaper and stuff sandpaper like that sandpaper was yeah like, that was oh, like, the fucking maggot humane society will hear about this Oh dear! And like people are like, no, it's not moving. I gotta push it, and they just like grate these maggots <laughs> to fucking death <laughs> to a fine puree. It's like, yeah. Oh for fuck's sake! Like you, after like the first time you nudged it, and you knew you knew what you were doing, but you were just running it up and down the course, back and forth. You horrible little shit! I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't there. I know there's people listening to this who are probably like in their teens and don't exactly know how the world works. So I'm going to drop some knowledge on you that people won't tell you, but everyone is on heroin and coke. They've just got it under control. Like the yeah, people they you, just know how to handle their demons. They, they handle it, yeah. The, the, the people, the people you see on the streets, they, yeah, they're 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 on bad stuff, yeah, sure. But everyone's on it. Go buy some. Go get it now. Inject it into <laughs> your veins. <laughs> as a potential role, ro as a potential role role model, we advocate this. Not only advocate it. Are you not doing it? You're missing out. I'm not doing it right now, but I feel like I'm missing a trick. I mean, honestly, you know, only squares don't inject crocodile straight into their knobs. <laughs> if you want tips, ask our friend Carl. If you, if you want, if you want tips, there's loads of ones that have rotted off. <laughs> yeah, we did start talking about Carl. Yeah, he was very red-faced. Oh dear. He, he worked. He worked as a temp worker. Um, just like a very high-end temp worker going to different firms that needed uh, covering in contract law, and he would work for them, and he would make five hundred pounds a day, and he still owed the fucking tax people twenty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of white people who are affluent and fuck them, uh, I was watching Frasier again. Oh, fantastic segue! Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Niles drives one of those. Oh, I just can't not say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't call it a Segway, do they? There's, then they call it like the device or something like that. Which, something I really th ominous. It's I like Niles is on that device again. Like I thought they mentioned, gonna... mentioned it at one point. That not, you know. I remember, yeah, I, I remember it being something specific. Something, yeah, that was kind of nondescript. I, well, maybe maybe Segway's a brand that they couldn't fucking... They if couldn't, they couldn't... 
They, they couldn't say the brand. What would they call it? Like, oh, are you just enjoying my new gyropede or something? <laughs> well, I think it was like the device or something like that. The, the episode was called The Device. Right, okay. Maybe that's where, I'm, where I've got my Fucking lines I, crossed there. I know the name of Fraser episodes now, Damien. I'm only one step away from wearing a crochet blanket to the fucking Dollar General. <laughs> so, yes, you're about to tell me this this harrowing story of viewership. Into, you know, I, watch, I was watching, watching Frasier. I, I was watching Frasier. I've been watching it for about six months uh, from the beginning, and I finished it. I came came to the end as I have done before. I think this I must have seen it about four times all the way through. And it was very sad because it was coming to an end and I think visibly everyone knew that this was the biggest thing they would ever do because when Frasier was around it was pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You know the the stars of Frasier earned a lot of money from it and um it was bizarre looking back at it. It ended in 2003 and I realised watching it, 2003 is when my life started to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so this has become, you're going to petition the writers of Frasier to kind of bring it back back from them, the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> in some kind of vain hope that, you know, Frasier was in fact operating as a some sort of good luck charm in your life up until this point. So if you maybe, maybe you can kind of turn the tide if yeah, Frasier's put back on the air. Obviously I was alive before Frasier became a thing so i imagine that you know those years were shit too <laughs> the 11 the infant year, years the 11 years that frasier was on they were cracking <laughs> <laughs> and my life has been in a fucking downward spiral since puberty <laughs> but yeah but no i was just i was just uh, i just observed it and i just just thought about how kind of sad it was and uh, I was wondering if you had any thoughts about Frasier as soon as, you know, you're the Frasier master. Uh, well, I, that's, I, I think that's that's an undue title because I don't think Does I've seen much of the fucking show after, like, season seven or eight. I don't, I've never seen any of those seasons, like, start to finish whatsoever. I know I caught, like, the last episode of... I remember... I've only seen it, like, the one time, and that was when they what? aired it on Channel 4 or something like that. Give me that fucking crown then. That's mine. I've seen the last show <laughs> at least twice. I just said I liked Frasier. And then it's like, okay. D- Damien, the whole, th- the whole Frasier thing comes from Frasier's, the Frasier box sets in Damien's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah, owns a Frasier I'm, box set? It's just amazing. Oh dear. We, well, I had, I had four of the fuckers. Yeah. And I don't, f- for a long time, that was like some kind of like, implied catchphrase of mine for some reason look at my Frasier box set <laughs> never once did I ever ever fucking say it but that was how people kind of like greet me as they walked into the room oh you're right Damon look at my Frasier box set <laughs> excuse me what and for I, a long time I had no no fucking idea and you spell that it's like yeah no we saw you had a, a box set of Frasier in your house it's like that's why <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Who are you calling you that for about four years? And shipwreck as well. And shipwreck. Yeah. Why were we calling you shipwreck? Uh, I was told that it's because, like, the first day um, we shifted campuses at the beginning of year nine, there was, like, this little... Uh, there was 
these expansive stairs, um, like in one of the break areas and at the bottom, there was, you know, they railings either side. But there's yeah, this, this little. Is, this, is, one this, was, uh, this is the reason. This is the reason. Okay. Yeah, go on. Uh, there was, um, the, yeah, these railings in the middle of these stairs, and they kind of made this triangle formation, right? Which looked like a small boat. And, like, on my first day there from the first break, we all kind of go for a break. I just sit on those railings. <laughs> And that's it, you know, it's like, oh, fuck it. And no one said anything at the time, right? It's just like, oh, look at Damien and his little fucking pirate ship. It's just like something that came to be like a couple of months later. So I'm sort of like, oh, yeah, that's Damien's boat. You know, you're right, shipwreck. Yeah, like, it what? It is that, it is that. Uh, I, yeah, I remember Spooner started it. And I said to him like months after, like, why do we call him shipwreck? And he said, oh, because that's Damien's shipwreck. And it doesn't look like a boat. It's a fucking triangle. Yeah, but, you know, your kids, you, you reach when it comes to shit like that. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I thought, you know, I thought that, you know, when I, when I asked, you know, I found this out it's much later on. Pretty good name. Pretty good name. When I asked them, I thought they were just kind of, you know, they were just kind of, you know, sugarcoating it. And the fact was, you know, well, we wanted to call you Trainwreck because you're such a fucking mess, but that would have been too on the nose. So we called you Shipwreck instead. Oh, no. No, no one thought that. No. Oh, well, I, 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 could, I still can't believe that to this day, that no one must have thought that. <laughs> uh, I don't think our, our school had much for nicknames. It was, again, it wasn't fucking Charterhouse, all right? Um, but I do remember <laughs> that we had a kid in our year called Horse. And he was called. <laughs> he was called that not because of his dick, um, but because he really looked like a horse. <laughs> I mean, re- he really did. Yeah, like yeah, listen, listen, a- listen. You could look at the the year picture of everyone in our year, which was a lot of kids. It was about four hundred kids. And if I said whose horse, if you took the time to look at everyone's face, just you could, leave through. You could fucking identify who horse was. Or, or is. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fairly certain in, like, that yearbook, you know, because you, 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 you were asked if you could, like, you know, write your own comment and shit like that. And I'm sure, like, most of his friends, you know, their comments in that yearbook, I'm sure there's at least one that just says, like, Bartram is a horse. <laughs> so you will have been given all the information even if you you know you you weren't able to kind of like land on it just on his on his looks alone <laughs> did you have a yearbook fuck that I, shit. I, yeah fuck that for a lot of lot of fucking reasons i seem to remember i had i've had like this astonishingly goofy photo at the time because i think they used for whatever reason i was not present for like uh, the photo day that year, so they used the thing from the year before when I had these uh, twin block fucking braces in, which were designed to kind of bring my jaw out and forward, <laughs> right, to sort out this fucking under uh, underbite that I had, right? So, but at the same time, I, you know, I also had this like really, really long hair, but it was, um, it was not kind of like grimy fucking hair. It was like really like had quite a lot of sheen in this photo. I seem to remember. It yeah, was really I, I, I remember it. It was, it was, it was like. Fucking Jennifer Aniston had dyed her hair jet black. <laughs> it was exactly like that. It was like a 90s sort of straight, straight with a wisp at the bottom. Like it definitely had a flick at the bottom, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had these like fucking curls at the fucking shoulder. Oh. Was, yeah, I could look there. Fucking hell, doesn't Bad. Shipwreck sound like such a fucking winner? <laughs> I was... Yeah, so in this fucking photo, I had this like like super feminine hair. 
but with these twin blocks, I had this huge fucking jewel, and for whatever reason, they caught the, they caught, they snapped this photo. It's a point where I'm looking up as well, so I've got this massive, like, oversized fucking jewel, and this thing, it's this, like one of the most bizarre photos yeah. I've ever seen of myself because I can't see quite. I've never looked at like a picture of me and not, had to kind of figure out what there is actually my fucking face. All I got was the eyes, but everything else was fucking nuts. And that's what they ended up using in the fucking yearbooks. Like, fuck if I'm keeping a record of that shit. I seem to remember, like, I look like I haven't slept in, like, a, a day or two. I do, it's not, it's nothing, I, I look quite dirty and I'm, like, I'm glaring at the camera I think, because I think it was a photo that I submitted. So obviously I submitted that one. <laughs> so I was in the bathtub with the camera still <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do now. I think I tried to submit something so where it was like uh, it looked like it was like um, a prison photo. Right. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds like you. Yeah. 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 Like it was. Yeah. Exactly. It was. Uh, it had the fucking bars behind me with the height. <laughs> you know. And it, and it was like it was, there was a joke in it where it was like the bar just above me said like five foot or something. And they, they, they wouldn't let me do it. it was... Oh, that's that's what it was. Yeah. No, we we had to sum- we could submit our own photos, and then I did that. And then the people in charge, who were just a bunch of kids, they decided, oh, actually, it's quite a lot of work to sift through all these photos and crop them and everything. We'll just we'll just take we'll just get everyone in and we'll take their photos on my shitty digital camera. And I remember like every photo in that fucking book is pixelated beyond belief. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, it has fifteen thousand pixels. Oh my. Not megapixels, God. right? You know, if I was if I was going to go retro, I'd fucking use a box brownie. I wouldn't use one of those. <laughs> so can I can I can I do my coursework on on a Polaroid? Like no, 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 no. Fuck off. Constant trivia thing that I keep coming across with Polaroid is that when Outcast uh, released that music thing, song, whatever it's called, track, <laughs> track. <laughs> uh, where they shout down the microphone, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Uh, Polaroid released a statement saying, "When you don't take when you take your Polaroid, <laughs> don't shake it. It will it will <laughs> develop fine." I don't know. Yeah, so all, the, patience is the name of the game here. If, if if you try to do that, you will in fact damage the quality of the print itself. Well, everyone knows that Outcast were just a corporate band that were employed by the the digital companies to do that. Because everyone said, like, like, oh, I've taken a Polaroid, what should I do? You've heard the Outcast song. All right, I'll do that. Oh, this is rubbish. I'll never fucking use Polaroid again. Barbara, we're going digital. <laughs> I'm glad that Outcast have opened my eyes. I was shaking the Polaroid picture. Maybe they're not talking about developing, though. Maybe it's just like, get some Polaroids that you took years ago and shake them. <laughs> Until you get a message like really from the devil and then do what that up, says. Right? Just just destroy these, you know, these precious memories that you may have tucked away. I bet you're one for family albums. I know they exist somewhere in the old family estate. I think since digital, I think that that has been a good thing because it has meant that people save a lot less of their photos. <laughs> they they take they take a lot more, which is irritating, but they. I think they yeah, but invariably it's on iPhones, which you know end up in the fucking toilet or just crash at the end of their you know. That's what I'm saying. Thirteen months life. That's what know, I'm. That's look- what I'm saying. I can't think of any fucking holiday snaps I've, I've taken, in the last fifteen years, that I know the location of. 
The stuff from when I was 12 that I took on a fucking disposable camera, I know where those photos are. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, with digital cameras, I think I can probably count on, like, I, I want to say one hand, but definitely two, like the amount of pictures that have been taken of me in, like, the last five years. Yeah, but you're using your hands just as stumps, right? So it's like two, <laughs> like one, two. What? Oh, what, 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 what? Wait, sorry, what? You've in the last five years there've been less than ten photos taken of you. I mean, I've lived quite a remote lifestyle, right? I don't go out anywhere. There's no one taking pictures of me. I mean, I'm definitely not, you know, in the house by myself, fucking loving myself. Yeah, there's oh, like, like okay. nothing there. There's. But you never go on like a night out with your girlfriend, and she takes photos or anything. Not yeah, we'll not to my that, knowledge. But, but, not to my knowledge. I, I mean, I'm not there. <laughs> just just of me looking my right. Damien Mark Two is doing that. Boyfriend Two. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I do Where remember. Like, yeah, there's a, these kind of the last pictures that, that was taken of me as at work. They had a photographer coming in because they were kind of like switching things up with the management this that and the other and i kind of wanted to like pimp up their image a little bit uh, and get some new stuff online and what have you so they had a photographer come in and i went up there as this this guy's like milling about and i just knew that if, as soon as i start pissing around like setting things up he's going to start like taking pictures of me so i made a point of looking as sullen and as miserable as i possibly could thinking that if i looked angry <laughs> and as uncomfortable as possible he will kind of like get the picture and not fucking do it because i couldn't really tell them like no no fucking pictures because he was just going to do it anyway he's just yep. kind of milling around yeah 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 mention would be like fucking lump it and i thought that's fine he, t- he ended up taking a couple of pictures and i thought oh well he's taken millions it's not gonna be it'll be fine and i'm waiting them, for a day are you are you the face of your restaurant and it, i am it's the like droopy face yours. of my restaurant no yeah, you're not kind of no way i am they fucking went ahead and like fucking plastered it all over fucking instagram and i'm pretty sure it's on the fucking website as well and do you look miserable oh i do look miserable yes yeah yeah, yeah. but also well, you reminded me i was at a wedding fairly recently and um the wedding had happened it was the reception and it was kind of before everyone starts dancing to pounding bizarrely unromantic music and i was eating and this photographer this wedding photographer came along and started taking photos of me eating <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing no one's going to want to sit. I don't even know the fucking bride and groom, right? As ever, I'm here through entirely through weird circumstances. <laughs> Under complete duress. A while back, I, um, I won like the employee of the month fucking thing, right? And they have like this little poster and they have, they, they have like the winners, you know, of each month and what have you. Little frame with all the like the winners and what have you, and everyone's looking really, really happy, and he just like plugs along until it gets to me, <laughs> and it gets look completely fucking miserable. Some, again, like, I've been lined up at the fucking police station. It may as well have been. Sum up Damien Benedict in one incident. He won Employee of the Month, and they didn't even ask him to have his photo taken to put up on the wall because <laughs> they knew that would not lead to any joy for anyone. I actually, for a long time, they never like um, announced any winners, and I don't think they. And I kind of felt like I was like the last person to do it, and I was like so fucking like underwhelmed by it. I thought it's not fucking worth it anymore. You mean like after the inanimate carbon rod rod had won it, you knew that it was your turn? Oh no, it was yeah, it, it was precisely that because every other fucking shitheel um, under the sun in that company had like won it because it's it is like a condition that everyone has to win it once, which I think is fucking mind blowing. And I was, I was literally the bottom of the fucking list. 
<laughs> I was the I, only person left, and listen, that's how I knew I'd fucking got it. I'm really sorry, as like just as a tiny aside, we'll go back to it, but I've just got an email. The email is from Maya, and the subject is Janice is looking to get roughed up. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. Did you know there are women in your city that want to meet and fuck? And the the fuck is followed by both a question mark and an exclamation mark. Yeah. Shocking. You never would have thought that. Maya, I did know that there are women in my city that want to meet and fuck. Yes, I did know that. Find their profiles here. Best of all, the ladies you want to meet are waiting for you. I'm sure they are because they're prostitutes. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard roughed up mean like banged. It's more like beaten up. Yeah, that is. It's a, it is a peculiar terminology. But maybe it's just, you know, it's it's what we bring to it, like in our own kind of perspective. Yeah, because I suppose banged, that can mean beaten up as well. Like, I banged him out, blood. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd have made that connection as well at school. There's like people like, yeah, I'd, I'd fucking bang him right out and shit like that. And like part of me is always thinking, like, I know a lot of people use that for fucking as well. And kind <laughs> yeah. of like crease up on the insides, like, <laughs> gay. <laughs> You didn't say I'll bang him out. You said I'll bang one out thinking about him because I like men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, nothing, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what you were saying about employee of the month and getting it, don't you work with someone or didn't you work with someone who was the head chef but they only fired him after discovering... Like literally 200 empty beer cans in the ceiling tiles above where he works. And it, and it was like, oh, it all makes sense. He's got a terrible drinking problem. A terrible, terrible drinking problem that is so bad he'll probably die in the next year. How have we not noticed this? Employee of the month. No, but that was, a, that was that's kind of an amalgam of two different like stories about two different people there. But there was, yeah, there was one guy that was like this pitiful fucking alcoholic um, who used to like steal... Uh, like the boxed brandy um, off the pastry section and almost like dunk his head in the deep deep fryers. Um, and once they like what? started, he, dun- he dunked his head in the deep fryers. No, no, but almost. Wait, you they, know, do you, do you he used to get absolute... alcohol. Sorry, no, 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 no. But he would no. He just like fucking take the, like this like three liter box, you know, for like a bit, and just burn through it as quick as he could. Oh. But he'd be like on fryer duty, and he just you know people would see him, you know, all the blood would flush in his fucking face and what have you, and he just couldn't stand up. And there were points where he's kind of like lifting chips up, but he's like he's overloaded the fryer, and like there's enough weight in that basket that you know instead of like pulling the things out, he's actually bringing himself closer to it and almost keels over and like. Just, yeah, fucking face plants the fucking fry. He never did, of course, but, you know, he was kind of pulled back. And after that, you know, they kind of... You never of... have any luck, do you, Damien? You know, just when you thought, oh, I'm Damien Benedict, ever so humble. Oh, maybe I'll see a death. Maybe I'll see a grisly <laughs> mutation today. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing ever happens for me. Damien Benedict, ever so humble. My bloodthirst will not be satiated today. <laughs> and then, then they just find you rocking in the... It, rocking in the fucking... Grocery cup, grocery cup, what would you call it? Pantry? Rocking in the pantry. Pantry, yeah. Rocking in the pantry sounds like something Cliff Richard wrote in the 60s. All all about fucking. And then it just denied it ever since. Just rocking on your haunches in the pantry going, Shipwreck is the captain of my ship, of my ship. (laughs) It was a good time. It was a better time. Where has my life gone? 
Why don't you ever comfort Damien? Oh, well, while he's in this mood, he does peel a lot of potatoes. <laughs> like the, the the donkey work is second to none when he's in this zone. It's absolutely fine. He'll 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 burn himself out. He'll have a little a little cry, a little nap in the uh, in the fridge there. But you know he's he's fine. He, he, it's entirely self-contained. This aggression. He won't ever give anyone else any grief. I used to go to a really nice Indian restaurant, one of the best in um, Sheffield. It was uh, it was award-winning. And um, I would go there every so often. And uh, I remember once I walked out of it and walked uh, kind of down the street. It was on a corner on. And I walked past its gate, if you like, the, the kind of service gate. And its gate was open. And I looked in. And uh, as you would expect at the back of a restaurant, it was it was kind of, I, I wouldn't call it dirty, but there was a lot of stuff all about, you know, like empty kegs of beer and stuff and like broken pallets and things like that. But most notably, you know, amongst the kind of like the old shit that they hadn't got around to clearing out and stuff, there was a garden shed. And in the garden shed, the garden shed door was open. And in the garden shed, there was a single light bulb hanging from the garden shed. And that was it. And and there was an Indian man in a vest that had once been white. He was sat on a stool, hunched over, and beside him were about 100,000 potatoes. <laughs> and that was his job he he just peeled potatoes in oh, in this yeah. tiny shed and I guess like every so often they let him open the door <laughs> 15 minutes of you know an 18 hour day but don't get any ideas above your station boy yeah that's right you can't leave the shed in that time yeah you know, he, you know they gave him a sizable bucket for you know his necessaries you know you know, we could like eight litre thing, and more than he could possibly fill in a day, particularly with his water allowance. You know, it's, just, it's fine. So he wouldn't be working no. his own filth. Da- That's just, that, that would be despicable. Damien, I ask you, you know, where? what does he need to go out of the shed for? What What does he need to leave for? He's got the bucket he's sat on. You know, that's that's for him to have a shit. He's got potato. That's his lunch. He's got potato. That's his water. Potatoes are a great source of water. And then, yeah, well, know, then fuck it. We don't, you know, we, they wouldn't even have to waste any of their money on, you know, like a, a food and drink uh, allowance or anything like that. Or waste any money opening the door. Hmm. Maybe the if, door was uh, always open. Did you have a good look? Did you, did you see if they managed to, like, kind of, like, work in a small cot for him to kind of sleep in? Oh, yeah, no, I had a really good look. Yeah, hour, I, I wanted, wanted to identify to how many moles he had on his face. Wanted to see how many, <laughs> many fillings he had in his teeth. So I was waiting for him to, you know, open his mouth at one point, but... No, he didn't have a cart, but, you know, I couldn't see what was kind of like on the ceiling level of the shed. So maybe he had like a bunk above because you wouldn't you wouldn't want maybe like a hammock or something like that. You wouldn't wouldn't take up any of the floor space, would you? Yeah, it'd be a hammock or something. Yeah. Kind of like harness, for lack of a better term. It's kind of like a couple of belts around a um, like a coat hook or something like that that he slips his arm through. So even if when he does fall asleep, something is suspending him. So he's not going to fall flat on his face into the potatoes. So who was the other guy? who I was conflating two stories with. You said that there was... I would say the guy that would, like, deep fried his face was the guy that, you know, after they confiscate the brandy, like, would smuggle in loads of Stella cans, and he'd, he'd like, as opposed to, like, disposing them in, in a bin, he decided to start stashing them in the ceiling. I love the idea that you'd be like, well, you can't drink any more brandy on the job. Not like, <laughs> not like sack him or anything, you know. Not like maybe you like, dude, you need to get fucking help or anything like that. Yeah, Just, yeah, like... Yeah. You bring in your own drink from now on. Don't be drinking our brandy. 
Now, it's the other guy who, who, yeah, who was the head chef at the time, um, had like problems with his like kidneys or stuff like that. Um, and he would like take loads of like time off because he had to have like some minor surgeries and stuff like that. And there were like a few kind of like apparently complications, but like post surgery with like infections, and what have you. So he took a little bit of extra time off, this, that, and the other. Um, but he started kind of like losing touch with the managers in the restaurant. You know, he had to take more time off, this, that, and the other, more physiotherapy, you know, that's what they were told. And he came back um, very briefly um, for one day. He was still like, you could still, you could see that he was still quite sickly. And it's like, wow, you know, he's, he's taken a long time to recover. Mm. Um, but like all the social media networks were kind of like linked up, you know, with the supervisors managers all this that and the other and um like the day after the, you know they kind of like sent him away but he didn't no, they didn't send him away he asked for more time off right well we didn't really ask he just said i'm taking more time off because oh, right, he okay. kind of like said it um and what sorry why why did he, he have such power was is he the only person in london who can peel potatoes <laughs> well he had you know he'd worked for some very high class um, oh, okay, okay. restaurants and stuff like that you know for a while they had there was a lot of prestige and you know oh i didn't realize was... that so this guy was a, a known chef oh yeah yeah okay. he had quite a few tv appearances not too much um but you, know, you can kind of you can dig him you out know, on like saturday Damon, you're gonna have, morning kitchen you're gonna have people like guessing that. who it is now like who who's a chef who has been on tv who's kind of fallen for, from grace has a massive alcohol problem <laughs> it's brian singer well if it? they want to <laughs> if they want to submit their you know suggestions i might i might you know give a nod but uh all right you know he um he he fucked off again you know it's taking time to kind of convalesce and they just they they busted him on like I think it was like Facebook or Instagram stuff like that because he was just at the fucking pub. He just took a picture of you know of him you know in the in the beer garden just like with all these empty fucking pint you know pint glasses like fucking. Oh my god! Um, like he was proud of it. Yeah, yeah, no, he was because I think you know I think uh, uh, there was some kind of there was some football match on his team was playing and he was really fucking into it. And it's like you know he kept coming and saying like you know I, I, I you know I, I'm completely teetotal. This kind of stuff is going to completely fuck up my kidneys. I have something so delicate. I really can't afford it. It's my life at stake. And yeah. they just find this guy like getting shit faced. On, they book, on, they on the Facebook that's rights. connected with all the management. So yeah, we're back on the 17th of August, but there's still one episode next week, and we'll we'll try and make it you know not totally shit. And we might talk about something that is quite meme and quite. Uh, quite uh, closed off to the outside world and something that only a few people who've listened to all of these will get. We're going to be, we're gonna be talking about Ramsey, all right? We haven't mentioned Gordon Ramsey in 20 <laughs> episodes. We're going to be talking about Ramsey. That was a favourite. Maybe some Spacey as well. Probably some Spacey. Probably a, a little bit more Frasier, really. Okay, yeah. I think we should probably go back to what we started, but you know, we've got we've got a week to kind of get our shit together. It's fine. And who knows? There may be a guest appearance from Tim Allen. Oh, all right. Okay, now you'll have to f- tune in and find out. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, all these people are going to be on the podcast. You can do a Tim Allen impression, right? All of these people are going to be I on the so. on the podcast. So, tune in next week. There's going to be six people on the podcast: me, Damien, and those other four people uh, who I mentioned, but don't care to repeat the names of. All right. All right. I'll see you. See nice you. sign off. Excellent stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs>